Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Goonies World. I am Johnny Pharaoh, also known as Sean, and with me, as always, is Meanie, also known as Ryan. Hello, everybody. And, of course, the eponymous Goonie, also known as Colin. Hello. And we're back for our second game of Quest that Ryan is going to run us through. Yes, we are indeed. And you, uh, Numinous and Sir Han Duran, had just uh, sort of befriended, <laughs> you might say, a uh, door, a giant stone door, who had told you uh, some riddles, which you eventually got right. Uh, first, you had uh, hurt its feelings quite badly. I'm, I'm I'm afraid, but uh, apologized, fortunately, and that uh, seemed to cheer it up. Um, but it did open and um, allowed you to pass into the cavernous caves. So uh, it's a pretty short walk uh, up the cavernous tunnel, and you were spit out into a very, like a vast chamber. Um, with chasms, I mean, farther than you can see, and there are glowing stalactites and stalagmites sticking out everywhere. Um, and there's like a, a path, uh, an almost maze-like path, winding through this large chamber all the way over to the to the opposite side, uh, where you see another large door, um, and you obviously aren't sure whether this will door will be as, as friendly or even as you know sentient as the last um, but uh, this is clearly uh, you know the path you're going to want to take and uh, who's uh, who's it, it's only really wide enough for you to go you know uh, in a single file like one at a time so who's going to go first I think Sir Durand should go first of course, I will go first, and I will take out my sword and lead the way, and you stay close, young Numi. I will be. I'll be right behind you, and I will uh, make sure that my quiplasher that I've got, my brand-new quiplasher, is well in hand. Hey, what's on either side of the path? Is it just like a path through rubbly landscape, or is it like a drop-off on either side, or are there kind of partial walls, or what are they like? Uh, so, yeah, it's um, it depends. I mean, there's there's boulders and rubble uh, uh, to the sides on some cases, and yes, uh, in other cases, it's just a sheer drop down into this seemingly bottomless chasm. Um, and at some spots, there uh, the path is is bordered by these um, stalagmites, you know, jutting up out of the out of the floor as well. Okay. I forgot that uh, I. <clears throat> You know, last episode, I got a goat, and, and we named him Billy. So right, I think, right. actually, Billy should go first, uh, and then we could be right behind him. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know if he's, well, you know, going <clears> to, <throat> you know, go off the on his own somewhere, but if it's pretty, you know, narrow... Then he'll probably just go straight. I'm assuming. 
Well, so hopefully he'll stay on yeah. the path, and, and hopefully he won't go off the path, but hopefully he won't go on the path, because then we might step in it. Sorry, I'm yeah. just practicing for the quiplasher. <laughs> so you set uh, Billy uh, off on this path, and he does, uh, you know, do a, a pretty good job of uh, sticking to the path. I mean, it's a pretty obvious path, and it's, you know, uh, d- would be difficult to get too far off of it anyway, due to the either you know the sheer drop or the boulders or the stalagmites or whatever. Um, and you follow him for a few steps, and then you hear the unmistakable flapping of wings, and a great number of bats fly down. Uh, from the ceiling. Fear not. <laughs> and uh, they're flying right through. I mean, it's it's right through your faces, basically. And uh, Billy seems unfazed, but uh, it's gonna knock you guys uh, off balance a bit. Um, Steady. How would you How would you like to uh, to deal with with this? Because you're at some risk of, of course, falling into the chasm. I'm going to grab onto, uh, <clears throat> you know, almost like a chokehold, but not on purpose. Like, I'm going to reach around. I'm behind hand. I'm going to reach around his neck, you know, with one arm that I'm not holding the quiplasher with and tremble against your back. <sighs> Which is probably not going to make anything easier for you. Yeah. Uh, I would like to kind of just kneel down on one knee just to lower my center of gravity and get close to the ground so I have less chance of being wobbly. Just wait for okay, the, I think those, wait for it to pass. I think those both sound like good uh, good plans. Uh, why don't uh, Numinous, why don't you uh, roll uh, and see All right. if you're able to maintain your balance. By I will, I will. Clutching Sirhan. And I got a plan B if this doesn't work, but I got a 15, which is in the success range. No compromise. It is indeed. Yeah. And so, yeah, you successfully managed to, uh, you know, balance yourself uh, against Sirhan. And Sirhan, uh, would you would you roll as well, please, and see how your kneeling plan pans out? Ah, uh, well, I don't have that chart in front of me, but I'm pretty sure this is a. Uh Failure. I I rolled three. Yep. Ooh. So you kneel down, and uh, but the bats don't seem to to care too much, and you've got, of course, numinous uh, choking you, wrapped <laughs> wrapped around you. Um, and um, what are you holding in your hand? Just my sword, I believe. Uh oh. So, um, you are either going to, uh, have to, you know, uh, swing your sword at these bats and, uh, you know, to get them away from your face and, uh, unfortunately wing it into the chasm or, um, 
trying to think of a of, a, of, an, of another setback. Yeah, lose like. the weapon or take damage. If you don't mind, a suggestion from the peanut gallery. I think it's in the spirit of the rules. No, I don't mind at all. And I think uh, I think yeah, I think taking uh, one point of damage from the uh, bats, little little claws. Oh, I'd take the damage. Yeah. Lose, so yeah. I will just, uh, rather than risk losing my sword, he'll just take it. Just, just kind of grit, you know, grit his teeth, and uh, and hopefully they'll uh, move on soon. Just like a man. Don't, All right. Well, you do. You worry. take the damage and the I'll cloud scream. of bats. I'll scream for both of us. <laughs> the cloud of bats does indeed uh, dissipate once you've uh, absorbed that point of damage. Yeah. And uh, so you stand back up and proceed uh, along the Didn't even feel path. it. And <laughs> you've let or I don't know if let is the right word or made or forced perhaps might be uh more appropriate, but Billy to uh, take point. And um, Billy steps on a landmine. So you're at a, yeah, on a landmine. It explodes and dies. <laughs> um, no. Um, but he does take a step, and you're at a point in the path where it's, you know, it's narrow, and you're, there's no handrails. I mean, it's just down into the uh, down into the chasm on either side. <clears throat> and uh, you hear a soft click as Billy takes a step, but Billy doesn't seem to notice this. Billy? Uh, halt, Billy! You've set okay. off a damn trap, I think. Uh, okay, um, I'm going to say roll, make a roll to see if uh, you are successful in, in getting Billy to, to stop. He is a new goat, after all. He may not be used to taking orders. All right. Well, that time I rolled a 16. Success. All right. Well, Billy does stop. And um, he's now standing on presumably some sort of pressure plate. Um, but if he moves off of it, and there's no way, I mean, <laughs> you... I don't know what you're what you're gonna do. I mean, there's not like you can go around him. Maybe you could jump over him. I, I or maybe I, I I don't know. It's up to you guys how, how you're gonna deal with this. Okay, now don't make him don't move a muscle, Billy. Now we'll we'll think this through. Now, so I'm assuming, yeah, we can tell that it's a pressure plate, um, just by looking at it. Yeah, and once you get, I mean, once you've stopped Bill and you get down, you can kind of see, the, actually see it, yes. But, of course, it seems that stepping on it hasn't caused anything to happen, but once he steps it may off, be that probably. once he steps off, something might happen, right? Now, we just need to look around. Is there something heavy? Is there, do you see any loose rocks in reach? Like a, like a... A, a rock approximating the mass of a goat, you mean? Or anything that's, not that's a... heavy enough to keep this plate down, the soil, at least the, the weight of the goat. 
Yeah, that's a good plan, actually. I'll, I'll take a look around left to right, see if I can see anything nearby or maybe a little bit back a ways. Um, so, left and right is just the chasm at this right. point of the path. But uh, if you go back uh, a ways, yeah, you can find a, a pretty good-sized uh, boulder. I mean, it's not going to be as... Uh, heavy as you know a full adult goat but it should be heavy enough to keep the uh, the plate down anyway well should be as good enough for me I'll heft that bad boy up and carry it back over to the pressure plate yes that's good alright so you do that and uh, carefully place it on the plate before uh, before Billy gets off it well maybe you should place it and I'll go stand back over there <laughs> yes, you you observe my behavior, and 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 hopefully you will learn something. I've trying to keep uh, help you uh, gain some confidence, you, you know, by taking you under my wing, so to speak. Okay, so be careful. Don't worry. So he'll take the rock and set it on the plate. Um, make sure it's on there fully and then um, he'll uh, tap Billy pat Billy on the butt and and see if he and you know get him to move off and uh, and then kind of like uh, turn away from the plate you know uh, just in case there's like a big blast or something okay well uh why don't you make a roll and we'll see how that goes. Hmm. 13. Success. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so that uh, appears to have gone swimmingly well. Uh, you place the rock and give Billy a little pat and he steps off the plate and uh, nothing happens. So it appears you've been very successful. Yes, uh, now... I think it might be wise to leave uh, for Billy to uh, perhaps be either in between or uh, behind. Can't afford mm. anything like that happening again. Billy is just not wise to traps of any kind. Well, he can he can walk back here behind me. But there's not a lot of room, so he'll have to pass through our legs to get to the back. We'll walk over him. Okay. So, uh, you can do a little rearranging here. and a little, uh, little shuffling. So, now the marching order sounds like it's going to be Han followed by Numinous, followed by Billy? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very well. So, uh, you proceed with, uh, Sir, Sir Han, uh, running point and um, I mentioned of course that uh, the light in this room is, is being provided by these sort of glowing stalagmites and stalactites that are just jutting out from the ceiling and floor everywhere the light begins dimming and dimming and dimming and then you have to stop because it, it just it's too dark you can't see to continue well, 
not for long because for zero AP, I'm gonna conjure a light, a flickering flame in my hand, and I'll hold the hand out high up so it'll shine down over Sir Handoran's head, and it may not illuminate this entire cavern, but at least our little globe, hopefully. It will illuminate certainly the at least the immediate path in front of Sir Hans. So. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, yes, some I trick. have. I have. Uh, I have certain talents. Just bravery isn't one of them. <laughs> like zoinks, we can't see anything <laughs> in here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, almost sensing uh, that this challenge was too easy for you the uh, room this cavern also suddenly begins begins filling with uh, a dense fog which um, makes it even more difficult to see although uh, again it's not you know you can't see very far in front of you but you can see far enough to safely proceed um how does fog get inside of a mountain, I wonder? It's magic fog. And, um... You proceed forward for some time. And suddenly, uh, right in front of you, a stalactite falls from the ceiling, mm. smashes into the path and destroys it. Creating like a, you know, large gap over this yawning chasm. Certainly are a lot of obstacles. Does it look like it's jumpable or is it too big for that? Yeah, I mean, you get a nice, you know, a nice running jump could probably clear it. You have to make a roll, of course. Anything above uh, our heads that is low enough that I could maybe hit with the quiplasher and do an Indiana Jones over it? Or is there nothing that low? Hmm, that's a good... Could be a question. Yeah, I think that I think that is sufficiently clever that there should be. Should be a long stalactite hanging down or something you can right. whip onto. We can swing across. Okay, watch this. Before I criticize a man, I like to walk a mile in his shoes. That way, when I do criticize him, I'm a mile away and I have his shoes. And at that quip, my uh, whip lashes out and uh, hopefully will carry me across. And I will now roll my dice. And oh no, failure! <laughs> Goodbye, young Numi. I got a what five. What did you uh, got a five? I got in the upper range of failure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so like, <laughs> you succeeded at failing. Yeah, I know, I did. So uh, either um, you slip off the. Quiplash, uh, and uh, <laughs> you know you're going to end up like hanging on to the edge of this ledge, and your quiplash, I'm assuming, is, is probably is what well, may be retrievable, or it may just fall into the chasm. Yeah. Um, but either way, I think Sirhan is going to have to save your bacon. 
Um, so, is his <clears throat> um, is his is the whiplash or whatever it's called uh, still hanging? Like, could I reach out and grab it, or is it like kind of way in the hanging in the middle of the thing? Or? Well, so uh, the alternative, I'm so okay. So the whiplash will be um, hard to get attached to the stalactite. Yeah, yeah. Um, it will be t- tricky to get, um, and uh, numinous is going to be like hanging off the ledge, or um, numinous could be. Uh, you know, on on the other side safely, but just lands hard and takes a couple damage. Yeah, I I, I like uh, I landed on my knees like real bad, you know, and I got sensitive knees and I take some damage. So I don't want to lose the quiplasher. I got like thirty jokes written down. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, well, why don't you take a couple points of damage then? You lay oh. hard on your knees on the opposite side. Oh, and uh. <clears throat> Sir Han, how would you like to uh, cross this divide? <sighs> Meanwhile, I'm over there doing that thing with the knee. When you hurt your knee, you're like, ah, yeah, Peter Griffin. Ah. Yeah, Peter Griffin thing rolling yeah. around. Um, let me ponder a moment. I think I don't have. I wouldn't even entertain the idea of you throwing your quiplash over here for me to use and then you know potentially losing it it's yours and it should only be used by you I will think of well, another you're, way you're just, yeah you're just not funny either I'm sorry I know of no jokes whatsoever <laughs> I <clears throat> think Billy could give me a hand somehow. Billy can jump very far. Maybe I can ride Billy. <laughs> you can try it. <laughs> jump the yeah. Use the goat to jump the chasm. Uh, jump the chasm on the back of a goat. I love it. They are very sure-footed, and um, if it is, you know, I think Billy is. Strong goat, aren't you, Billy? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he's one of those, like, screaming goats. Or one of those fainting goats. Yeah. Well, I hope he's not one of those. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think they have, uh, like... um, What do you call it when you fall? Narcolepsy. Or something like that, where they... (laughs) When they get excited or anything, they just instantly pass out. So, hopefully he's not very excitable. And, um, I think, um... <laughs> I'll try it. I'm gonna, I'm, I'll, I'll try, you know, <clears throat> sitting, uh, mounting Billy and, and see how it, how it takes at first. See how he responds. Um... So, well, I mean, at first he doesn't seem to care for it. Uh, as you can imagine, <laughs> easy but now, boy. He uh, he seems to get used to it, and gets you get the idea, you get the sense that he's uh, you know, he he understands what you want him to do in terms of getting him over the uh, gap here. 
Okay, now, Billy. Back up a little bit. Get a running start. And off we go. All right, give me a roll. <laughs> I got my fingers crossed on the other side. Fly, Billy, fly. Eight. <laughs> Tough choice. Yeah. Um, so, uh, your weight, um, unfortunately makes it difficult for Billy to get uh, a solid jump. So, um, I think either, um, <laughs> Billy falls into the chasm and is gone forever, and you are left hanging. <laughs> on the side of the cliff uh, needing to be rescued by Numinous or um, I mean, so, so, some, someone's going somebody's gonna to have to take a bunch of damage yeah, a bunch of damage you, uh, you. Well, yeah, yeah, first well, I thought it would be funny if, be. first I thought it would be funny if Billy like, rammed into me or landed on me but I don't want to take anymore I think you should like get racked on you know, his uh, spinal cord <clears throat> I think or we could um, lose Billy. I don't want to lose Billy just yet. It, we only got him seems like not too long ago, and I uh, I'm not afraid of taking damage. I do have uh, <clears throat> some ability to heal myself, so I will take that damage. All right. Well, you uh, land hard on the. Uh opposite side near Numinous and uh, wreck the uh, family jewels on Billy's spine. Two two points of damage. One per ball. (laughs) Each of your balls takes one damage. Well, I'm across. That's all that matters. You are across. I wasn't planning on having children, so that's okay. So finally, you come to uh, a rickety-looking wooden bridge uh, Ah, over the chasm leading to the door. Uh... But, I mean, it's, 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 you know, it looks pretty dodgy, but, you know, it, it, the, the gap here is too far to jump, so uh, you're going to have to take the bridge, but uh, there's no roll required. It's just a bit nerve-wracking, perhaps, for particularly for, like, Numinous. I, Billy doesn't seem to give a shit, obviously, but uh, I, I can imagine Numinous is like white knuckled gripping on the rope uh you know oh yeah uh, rope what bra- railing so to speak mm-hmm. uh, and, and I'm grimacing and, and grimacing as well I fear and that uh leads you to another great stone door this one does not seem to uh have a face or personality or and be sentient at all, so... And one neat lip from any doors today. Yeah, and I didn't want any more riddles. I'm not very good at them. 
Oh, you are much better than you give yourself credit for. In fact, I think you are right. From the very start, it should have I been know. Mushroom Cap. Mushroom should have counted. It has a cap. Yes. Well... So, uh... Is there a... Is there a door handle or knob or anything? Yes, you can uh, pull it open and that uh, presents you with a small tunnel uh, with light sort of what is clearly sunlight beaming in at the end of the tunnel. Pairs, we've reached the very end of this challenge uh, already and it was uh, not so difficult. (laughs) We're mighty. We're very mighty. Let's go out into the bright sun and bask in its brilliance. We'll collect our reward, and this will be the end of it. Um, So, yeah, you proceed through the tunnel and out into the sunlight. And you uh, come out at the base of a massive forest. Well, well, by massive, I mean the trees are massive. I mean, they're so Mm. tall. I mean, I don't know if you guys have been to, like, uh, Northern California. Um, but these trees are taller than, you know, those, like, redwoods and stuff. Yeah, I mean, they're just, wow. you can't even see where they end. Um, but there is a path here. Um, like, almost like a, a boardwalk-type wooden path um, built into the forest floor. And uh, periodically, there are these little... Um, lit lamps sort of hanging on either side of the path as though this was like prepared uh, for you. This wooden path uh, appears to just spiral up into the forest and uh, you begin to follow it. Um, and it almost The forest almost evokes this sense of uh, contentment, you know, peace. Um, and uh, you, know, you can see little chipmunks and squirrels and stuff and rabbits all over the place, you know, climbing up the trees and darting uh, across your path as you are uh, walking through the forest here. And it's, it smells nice and piney and, and uh, vegetal. Um, and um, after about an hour of uh, climbing through this forest. I mean, climbing. You're walking up a hill, basically, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a spirally path, almost like switchbacks. Uh, and um, after about an hour, it feels like you're probably about halfway, but um, you're pretty exhausted. I mean, it's a pretty arduous hike. Whew. So you... uh you know, spend a, a few minutes catching your breath and, and, and you know, getting a little rest uh, from this pretty grueling climb. And, um... Numinous, you, you notice um, there's a small branch on a nearby tree with some kind of odd-looking leafy green sprouts on it. That don't really match. This is a 
definitely a pine forest, and these are not sort of pine leaves. They look more like, you know, broad like leaves. Oak, oak leaves or something. Oh. And then you notice, and you almost it's almost too faint to even see, but you notice that there are several, like, glowing wisps sort of floating around this branch. Well, I probably can trust my intuition on this, but I'm going to go ahead and and uh, spend the 1 AP to use my magic eye to see if this branch and leaves are under the effect of magic. Uh, yes. And as you were doing that, uh, a figure emerges from the tree trunk <gasps> and begins walking towards you. And this this person looks like they are literally like a made of bark uh, with a tunic made of moss. And uh, this person person approaches you and says, Well, hello. Hello. I'm hello. standing behind Handaran. What sort of creature are you? I am the Elder Warden. My name is Leah. What is your name? What are you what are your names and where are you from? Why are you here? My name is Sir Han Duran and this is Numinous Glocks Glocks Close enough. Glocks. <laughs> and uh, we are taking part in a sort of uh, treasure seeking challenge and it has led us to these woods I see I see yeah do you so know you come seeking treasure yeah do you know of any well I have none no uh, if you you've never heard of any sort of treasure in in these parts? Well, we do not have need of such things. You do not value, or value gold and uh, jewelry and that sort of things? No. We merely value nature and this forest. Well, I don't value those things in and of themselves, only what it can give me. You see, I'm trying to find a place I could call my own, a little corner of the world. That's why we're seeking this treasure, and Handaran is my mentor and protector and guide. Yes, and I, uh, I was hoping that along the way I could teach you some of my wisdom... And that is why I agreed I care not so much for the treasure. I am on a quest of my own, you could say. But, um, go ahead, young Numi, you have a question for this creature? I was just going to ask him if 
or Leah or whatever your pronoun is, Leah. I want to be respectful. Uh, Leah, have other adventurers come through this way looking for treasure? Do you see travelers often on this beautiful boardwalk, lamplit path to this lovely forest, if I might say? It is not often we see adventurers here, no. Mm. And my pronouns are they, them, by the way. Okay, thank you. It's good to know. So are mine. I'm confused, and I don't like it. (laughs) It's a common reaction to these things at first. Don't worry, you'll get used to it. Well, Leah, do you have any issue with us continuing on our way through these woods in search of our treasure? Because if you were to block our way and halt our progress... I do have a sword here that I am anxious to use. No, I have I have no intention of causing you any trouble or interfering with your treasure-seeking quest. Can you help us or aid us in any way? Well, possibly. Ooh, but wow. Well, first of all, let me say that as long as you do not harm this forest, you have nothing to fear from me. But it seems to me that you are merely selfish, self-interested in this treasure. And, uh, I have no interest in such things myself, of course. So I I see no reason to help you. Mm. Well, what if I was going to start a school for homeless children? Because that was my... I I meant I was going to find a place for my own after I started this school for homeless children. Well, that does sound very noble. But uh, I have no interest in such human affairs, I'm afraid. As long as those children at the school don't, you know, have books that are made of trees. No, we're what? It's, a pure, it's going to be a slate-only school. What if I told you that perhaps we could start a school for young tree boys and... Yeah, tree people, tree people. Tree, I'm sorry, I'm still learning. Uh, tree things, and 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 um, and we could, uh, and then y- would you ha- uh, perhaps care about that enough to help us? Well, I do not feel like my people need. Human educations. Well, we yeah. have some things to teach you, but perhaps you are correct. Maybe we can mm. teach ourselves. No, maybe our peoples should learn from each other. Well, and, first uh, of all, first of all. I think that tree folk is good nomenclature. I like tree folk, and I say we go with tree folk, if that's okay with you, Leah. And 
And second of all, Leah, I just wish I could convince you that my motives aren't selfish. I'm trying to seek a place in the world I can call my own, not to be the lord of it, but to find peace. In fact, I was thinking as I walked through your beautiful forest how I might like to have in my little domain a lovely walkway like this and beautiful trees. And uh, so I didn't think of it as being selfish at all, just uh, trying to find a peaceful place in the world, school or no school. But that's okay. And then I'll hang my shoulders dejectedly and try to look sad to manipulate them. And of course, I always had a noble quest in mind. For I seek redemption and I um, seek salvation for myself through helping others and teaching this young boy whatever you are something (laughs) well I meant your your uh, I'm younger than you pronouns is that what you call oh yeah yeah um I you see once was uh, part of the army of a, a great empire that I'm afraid to say did very horrible things. You committed I war was, crimes? I committed, yes, I am guilty of very horrible war crimes. Uh, and I, my God, spoke to me, told me the air of my ways, and I needed to make up for it for the rest of my mortal life. So no. that is what I do. You never opened up like this before. I do not speak... Well, that's not true. I probably speak more than I should, but... Yes, my God speaks only to me. Well, says Leah. It sounds like, uh, perhaps you should get on your way to your treasure. I wish you the best of luck. Perhaps if you had said something about wanting to defeat the trickster, I might have helped you, she says, and then disappears back into the tree. <laughs> well, we forgot ah. about the trickster. It's been a week. <laughs> I thought you were the trickster. You tricked, certainly tricked us. Now, we don't need Leah's help. That's true, you probably don't, to be fair. Yeah, completely worthless creature. Offered no value to us whatsoever. Well, she gave you some good education. But, uh, all right, well, carry on then, Handaran. I'll be right behind you with Billy. Very well. So, uh... You continue along the path, and um, just a few minutes after you leave uh, the area where you met with Leah, uh, the path through the trees actually seems to narrow some, and you notice the trees in this area are covered by a a strange green moss that uh, was not present at another 
parts of the forest, and uh, there's like weapons uh, stuck into some of the tree trunks in this area. Hmm. And you hear a loud creaking noise. And these mossy tentacles emerge from the trees and grab these weapons. And uh, then these these logs, essentially, with tentacle, mossy tentacle limbs, lumber towards you, swinging these weapons at you. Well, uh... I'm going to take the quiplasher in hand, and, and I'm going to say, I saw a woman in a chainmail bikini. You could see 90% of her body, but I'm a gentleman, so I only looked at the covered parts. And then I'll uh, lash the quiplasher and try to, uh, you know, hit this uh, one of these great tentacles. Stay away, you. All right. So uh, make a roll there. Oh, yeah. And here we go. And it's a three failure. Oh, well. Um, all right. So this thing is going to counterattack with its yeah. with this uh, hammer that it has. And it rolls an 11. Um Bam, so you take two points of damage. Oh! How dare you! Pretty soon I'm going to be able to regroup. I'm not down to have hit points yet. And what would you like to do, Sir Han? I will unsheathe my sword... And I will use my special ability of Fiery Avenger. Ooh. Um, which uh, makes like a blue flame appear on my sword and gives me a plus one to damage until my until I fail on attack roll with this weapon. And I have to say a little phrase that I came up with. So I say, Skylar, be praised with this phrase. Set my blade ablaze. Nice. I love it. Nice. And I swing at one of these um, log creatures. It's just the the one. One. All right. And I rolled a 14. Bam! So it takes two points of damage, or three points, actually, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very good. Um, So it takes three points. Well, um, this moss monster is going to attack you, Sir Han, and he rolls a 12. You dare! Uh, so he will deal two damage to you. All right. And then uh, back around to Numinous once again. Well, so a guy tried to sell me a burial plot, and I thought, this is the last thing I need. And I'll whip 
with my whip quip lasher. And uh, ooh, I face a tough choice though. I succeed, but there's a terrible cost. You're gonna give me some setback choices. Oh yeah. So you will deal two damage to it. Um but then either it's going to get a counter attack on you uh, and possibly do some damage to you, or um, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. I, I could get a stuck in the tree, like behind you, like or, or like. Uh, yeah, that, that's fair. And then you have to like use a use a, a uh, maneuver to try to maneuver to get it back. Get yeah, it loose. I like that. I, I've only got six hit points, so I think I like that maneuver. Yeah, it's like, oh, God, oh, no, oh, no. Maybe it's stuck on him, like it's wrapped around some twiggy part of him. Wrapped around a, his tentacle. Yeah, it's his mossy. log body. Yeah. All right, oh, Sir Han. I can't get it off, Han. Take him, take him. I will use a special ability of shield and summon magic shield, which is a aura of soft light around my body. And it blocks three hit points of damage um, until I take more than that. Oh, and one. Let me make sure I... In a single hit. So, yeah. So it blocks all damage until you take more than three and one hit? Yes. Okay, gotcha. All right, well, this thing is going to try to... Ooh... Well, uh, he rolls a two, uh, so that, Sir Han, if you would be so inclined, would give you the uh, opportunity to counter-attack. I will counter, yes. Ooh, man, I only roll a four. All right, well, he's not going to counter-attack your counter-attack, uh... So, Numinous, we want to get your uh, Quiplasher Yeah, I'm going to get my Quiplasher Yeah, just in case, you know, I have to make a Quip to get it, you know, limp enough to, to flick, I'm going to say, uh, hey, the past, present, and future walked into a tavern. Things got a little tense. And, uh, hey, I got a 14 this time. All right, well, you have retrieved your weapon. Uh and, uh, Sir Han, would you like to attack this horrible moss creature? Yes, I will. And I rolled a 15. Bam, and you're still doing three damage every... Yeah, until I fail miss. with this weapon. All right. Um... So it takes, oops, I threw my dice, not on the floor this time, which is an, an improvement, but it is behind my laptop, and I can't get, get there, it is, okay. Alright, so, uh, this moss creature misses, uh, Numinous, and, uh, woo. All right, well, Numinous, you can uh, attack it if you like. Well, I had a few jokes about unemployed people, but none of them work. And whoop! And a 18 success 
that'll be three points of damage. My quiplash. Oh, you're does. doing three? Yeah, I should have told you that earlier. The quiplash does three damage, uh, but oh. but I don't expect retroactive damage. It's my fault for not bringing it up. All right. Well, um, this thing it looks. If it had eyes, they would have the fear. Sir Hand, do you think you can uh, take it out? Go back to the shadow plane, creature. And I rolled a 16. All right. And with that additional three damage, uh, this loggy, mossy creature uh, collapses to the ground with its weapons clattering uh, on the wooden path beneath your feet. I don't like these woods anymore. Unhelpful tree things everywhere. Unhelpful bullies. Yes. Uh, I'm sure you've had your full... You've had uh, quite a... your helping of bullies in your day. I mean, just I sure look have. at you. You sure have. You're just ripe for being bullied. Hey, I, I mean, with your it. with your gawky uh, features. Uh, no, um, I'm and willowy I, and I'm willowy and romantic. I'm not gawky. Well, I'm just repeating what I'm surely the bullies must have said. Your pointy beak nose and things like that. I'm quite attractive. And if anyone wants to see my face, follow us on Twitter where you can find our character sheets for this game. (laughs) Well, you continue uh, on the path for some time and eventually you uh, come out of the forest uh, into the bright sunlight and you note that from the time you got here until now the sun it has been quite a while but the sun appears to be in the exact same spot it was when you arrived um but you can see the uh the tower rising uh in the rising into the sky off in the distance um partially concealed by these big fluffy clouds the Tower of the Trickster. Indeed, the Trickster's Tower. And, um... You, you take a step onto this sort of mountaintop plateau and, uh, a huge shadow passes on the ground in front of you. And you look up and hear a terrifying screech as these massive wings briefly blot out the sun and uh, a massive eagle lands uh, on the ground in front of you and glares at you threateningly. Now it doesn't immediately attack or anything. Uh, but it does seem to have like this golden amulet tied around its neck uh, and uh, you know it's, it's face is, uh, and body are just covered in, in scars you can see 
spots where feathers are, are missing and stuff. Um, and it's, it's, you know, man-sized bird. And, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty terrifying to look at, really, with its huge, sharp beak and, and claws. Um, but it doesn't immediately move to attack or, or anything. It just kind of stares at you with this menacing look on its face. And, um, I think that's, uh... Where we'll pick it up next time. Okay. Okay, then. All right, well, then, I guess we will see you next time. Hey, everybody. If you like our podcast, don't forget to leave us a good rating and or review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever you're able. Subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter at Goonies underscore world, and check out our website at GooniesWorldPodcast.com. Email us at GooniesWorldPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.